Welcome to the official first episode of the Student Founder Podcast Series, a platform and community focused on entrepreneurship, where we bring on Australian entrepreneurs and put them in the spotlight that they deserve. In this podcast, we bring on experts in business to talk about strategies for founders and business owners, investors to understand on how to raise capital, and founders to talk about what it's like running, starting, and managing startups from the ground up. If you're a startup founder and think that you have a unique and interesting story to tell about your experiences in this space, make sure to reach out to us. We'd love to have you on the podcast. With that being said, subscribe if you like this content and enjoy the first episode of the Student Founder Podcast. Welcome or welcome back to the Student Founder Podcast, a platform created for student entrepreneurs, people interested and invested in business to come on and talk about their experiences in the startup realm. This podcast is also created to make Australia, I guess, or, or bring, bring the technical talent and the talented entrepreneurs to the spotlight in Australia. I feel like they're underappreciated massively and hopefully this podcast is able to guide, you know, and, and put individuals where they belong. So... I'm your host, Oliver Kukanik, PhD student by day, student founder by night. This episode is brought to you by Rofi Labs, a software development company that I myself started along with a group of friends at the University of Melbourne. We offer economical software solutions in application development and dedicated resources to help you expand your software development teams. If this is something that you're interested in learning more about, make sure to visit our website at www.rofilabs.com.au or just hit me up on LinkedIn at Oliver Kukanik. Now today we have a very interesting individual, someone who is the co-founder of a company that is called Spendable, a fintech startup focused on giving individuals with disabilities and elderly people more control of their money in a safe and supportive way. They do this by offering a Visa debit card and a dedicated application that can help or that can be used to track how much money is being spent on what products, by who, and on what. Introducing to you the founder, Reese Miller. Thanks for having me, Oliver. Appreciate yeah, hopefully it. Yeah. that wasn't too uh, yeah, choppy. Was, uh, We're still getting into it. Right? It's very full on, right? To kind of like start off and like hear, hear someone speak about you like that. You normally try to be like really <laughs> humble and not speak about yourself at all. But yeah, course, thank you. Yeah. No, that's all right. Mm. Like I said before, we started the podcast to, to get into things like this, you know, you got to g yourself up like before yeah, yeah. you start recording. So <laughs> hopefully, it's not too cringe as well nah, for the that's audience. All good. Yeah, that's perfect. all right. So let's get into it. So originally, mm. like you know, I had the opportunity of uh, attending a a Melbourne Accelerator program, I guess, like event, mm-hmm. which is a, an accelerator through the university to help people like yourself who are yep. running startups. And um, you had the opportunity to then present your idea, mm-hmm. uh, you know, spendable to a relatively large crowd, all considering like, you know, COVID and everything like that. So yep. I didn't get a chance to speak to you on the day, but eventually mm-hmm. we're able to link up because of, you know, good old LinkedIn and such things. Yeah, and now you're yeah. here. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, I guess for the audiences and myself also included, like, mm-hmm. let's get to know you, you know, yeah. let's get to know you a little bit. So what is your, I get, what's your background, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess we've read up a little bit about you, yep. of course, bit of, you know, LinkedIn mm-hmm. stalking and such things. Yep. Also had a brief conversation with you before this, but, you know, footy player, science student turns fintech founder. Yeah. <laughs> so how does that, how does that all work? There's a bit of differences. Yeah, Two are oh, similar, I- one's different. 
how did that all work? Um, I don't think, uh, I don't know. Like, I think most entrepreneurs, right, are very atypical in like what they go through sort of thing. You know, like I think if you want to talk about like careers, like, you know, right back to when I was 20, I was milking cows up in Northern Victoria. Like right. 21 had a gap year, like went over to the to America, did some fish, salmon fishing in Alaska. Like, yep. you know, entrepreneurs just seek out like adventure and they seek out this kind of like different way and we just kind of challenge things a little bit as well and Definitely. so you know I'm not, I'm not talking for every one of them <laughs> as well sort of thing but um i know certainly for me it was just like very hard to kind of sit still and kind of get stuck into something as well so yeah, yeah, right, yeah right. certainly a big big diverse thing and in, in terms of like what we're doing and yeah and yeah so it was um yeah i i, I still struggle to understand how i got to where i am today but it, uh, it's always a bit like that isn't yeah, it? you yeah. always have the mm. you know like oh, i don't really feel like i belong here yeah, yeah. imposter syndrome kind of thing yeah you know I mean? uh, it's not so much the, the imposter syndrome i actually think more so it's like you look back and you, and you kind of go uh so some people look at like a goal like seven years ahead of them and they go yeah shit like there's there's here to there and there's a path and then people like i don't know even just like myself and like our head of sales always says mm. it. he's like you just sell the step right yeah, like yeah. it's just like yeah, you're not worrying about seven years ahead. You're not worrying about what the path is just like next step, next step, next course, step. And, and so, you know, that that's all life was, right. It's just like, what's my next step going to be as opposed yeah, to like, what yeah. is like, you know, get a house, do this, do that. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, be, be an exec at a company or yeah, whatever yeah. sort of thing. Like it's not, yeah. So you kind of just, I think you end up basically just, yeah, chasing, chasing uh, little steps as opposed to being like, there's a big career kind of trajectory for me here Definitely, or anything like yeah. that. So That's, that's insightful. Mm. So I guess like, you know, you mentioned that you were, you know, you used to work on a farm, right? Yeah. Was that before you went to university? I'm yeah, so during? that was actually my first, that would have been my first job, like serious job outside Good of like high job. school. Yeah, yeah. So I finished high school um, and dad's from up that way, up near Shepparton yeah. Way sort of oh, thing. Nice, yeah. And Beautiful. I was with one of his friends. One of his friends had a dairy farm and he's like, yeah, why don't you go do that for, for a little bit of summer? And I was like, yeah, fuck, like a bit of a bit of hard work wouldn't yeah, hurt sort of thing. Yeah. I loved it because I could just drive quad bikes around all day <laughs> yeah, and drive nice. tractors. And um, yeah, and it was pretty free. Like, you know, you yeah, were, yeah. I was you know always born in northern Melbourne. And so I was like, yeah, well, yeah. yeah, certainly nice to kind of like go back, be a bit sort of, yeah, just chilled out about everything, you know, Absolutely. no traffic lights in a city and all that sort of stuff. So yeah. yeah no, so, interesting. So, so mm. I guess like after, you know, you had that experience, you would have developed a quite a bit of fortitude and resilience in a career like that just as a first job. Oh, yeah. I feel like a lot of, I mean, probably a lot of young people, the, mm. the typical and canonical job is like, you know, oh, I stock shelves of woolies or something, but yeah, yeah. farmers, mm. you know, it's a hard job. It can be a hard job. And I looked at these people that I was working for and like, so and I probably, human. I probably weren't. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Right. Like I think, you know, like milking cows is one of those things where I was just like, they need to be milked every day. So you can't yeah. be sick and you can't yeah. be in this and all that sort of stuff. And, yeah. and part of it was that, you know, the, the ones that I worked for was just a family, family size thing and that, but they were scaling out a, a fair mm. bit. So they were exhausted and they were just like, you know, they had the son that was about to take over and it was just like, um, you know, the sun was trying to bring a new way of things and then they had the resistance, the change management resistance and all that sort of stuff. I learned yeah. quite, a, quite a lot, but... A bit, a bit about management and things. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly yeah. right sort of thing. But then just the, the uh, as I said, like I think just you pick up from that was just work ethic, right? Sure. Like yeah, yeah. these people just like uh, were superhuman in what they could do and mm. then like it kind of drove you, right? Like yeah, I was absolutely. I was like, I was like, I did not want to miss the 4.45 wake up. I was yeah. like, I did not want to be the idiot that slept in. Yeah, so yeah, I was yeah. like, nah, like I was just always about it because it's just yeah. like... One, not one upping, but just like you did not want to disappoint sort of thing, Absolutely. right? Yeah, so it like, got you in a good habit, good mm. mindset before you started, I guess, your academic journey. Yeah, right? correct. That's right. So, then, so, yeah. right. Mm. so then teeing up into that, like, yeah. you know, what did you what did you study in university? Uh, so I did just a health science degree. So science. went to RMIT. With yeah. the intention of? 
Yeah, with the intention, so it was like osteopathy, physiotherapy, something like that sort of thing, yeah, finishing yeah. up in that. But that was like, you know, you make that decision when you're like 16 or 17. Sure, sure. And then you kind of get to like 20, 21, you live in the real world for a bit. Absolutely, like, yeah, yeah. Holy shit, what about like, you know. Like, I mean, it's, yeah, it's an interesting you know. system, you know, like we, mm. we, we're expected to, you know, figure out what we want at mm. such a young age. And then most yeah. people just get into uni because it's the pathway, it's the narrative that we all follow. Yeah. And they realize sooner or later that, you know, the things that they actually like. Mm. Some of them don't ever realize until they're older. But oh, exactly right yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. I think you've got to try new things. Yeah, um, 100%. So. I think the, the when I was going through uni, when I was first starting, it was like the transition towards like the Melbourne model and that sort of like ah, that right, broadness yeah. of degrees. So yeah. there was kind of a fight from this, like all these people that had just kind of started uni or were or already doing uni or had brothers or sisters that had been to uni that they wanted to do degrees that specialized them in something. And mm. so, and then you know, how kind of wrong that opinion was, is like, mm. was only just like very, um, you know, it's only evident to me now sort of thing, right? That I'd gone five years into a degree that I never really yeah, kind of yeah. used tangibly sort of thing. Intangibly, I could be like, yeah, there's so many things yeah, that I learned, yeah. right? But, you know. Absolutely. Mm. I think, yeah, in particular with, I mean, the business you've started, right? Mm. Like that's kind of healthcare related in some way or another yeah. because of the, you know, the relationship with the mm. national disability insurance scheme and such things, right? Yeah. Definitely. So you would have definitely mm. learned a little bit about there in terms of technical skills. But then yep. I guess the question I have is like, you know, coming from that, you know, what was it, osteopathy? Mm. Like, yeah, yeah, field, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, like going then and, you know, transitioning into something like what you're doing mm. now. It's yeah. a completely different industry, different sector. Yeah. How was the transition? Uh, yeah, so I, where I am now is yeah. kind of like, it's like a seven year journey rather than like, you know, Spendable started, you know, 18 months ago, 20 months ago sort of thing. Um, but, you know, the, the problem was really evident when we start, well, not evident, but like it, it was, it was developed as a result of, you know, we started Support Your Way, which is a disability services company mm-hmm. when I was like 21. So I'd just come back from my gap year. I was yeah, like, yeah. you know, me and a mate of mine who's, you know, Luke Davies in a, in a wheelchair, great, um, great disability advocate you know, one of the most underutilized talents in, in Australia. And, mm. um, you know, it was looking for work and looking to do something. And, you know, we were seeing the NDIS come in and we went, well, why don't we just start a business together? And so, we, yeah, we started started Support Your Way together and you know, and, that, and just learned a ton. I think, you know, I always go about going about the, the 70, 20, 10 rule. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. Just, man, Maybe like, just describe it for the audience. Yeah, so 70, 20, uh, 10, like, you know, I always sort of, um, my, my team will smash me about this, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's always about like, you know, so, so, it's the idea that when you learn, you learn like in different, different from different mediums, right? So 10% of what you learn is like from people kind of telling you, like they say like, you know, you should do this because of this and mm. you kind of have to learn it that way. Um, 20% is like you learning off like other person, like another person's experience. So that's like when someone goes, yeah, I got this mortgage because, um, and, and it was like the best mortgage for me. And then you go, oh, maybe I'll research that mortgage. And oh, it turns out it's the same thing as you. So it's like group learning. So mm. peer-to-peer learning. Yeah. And then 70% of what you do is just like, bumps, bruises, and getting in the practical, right? It's just like, yeah. you know, you start a business, you have no idea how to lodge a tax return, you have no idea how to do a bass, and you're just like, geez, I need to do these things because the government's coming for me, right? And yeah, so you like, just learn yeah, yeah. how to do it, right? Like, you know, you can read about as much as you want on the ATO website. Mm. Nothing prepares you for no, like doing not. the first definitely one not. sort of thing, yeah. so. I mean, even, most people, yeah. they, they have this saying, it's like, I'm not mm. fearful of anything except of course of the government and tax man yeah you know? <laughs> and they're not as scary as the, like as everyone thinks as well as like, long as you follow the rules <laughs> yeah well, that's it right well it's it's you know and it's about like you know doing the right thing and, and and you know even if you are 
like I, actually no, I won't I won't I won't take a position <laughs> for the government, right? But but yeah, like you know, like just act in good faith, right? Sort of, course, of thing. And course, then, you know, yeah, yeah. if you do something wrong and you're you're not negligent but you're just um yeah, you're ignorant to it, then you know, be prepared. Just be mm. prepared, like to remedy it and I think that's all anyone wants, right? Absolutely. So, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So I guess like when you were talking mm. about this yeah, the, that rule that you just explained, the seventy twenty rule. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're talking about, oh, the boys are going to get me, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, are you yeah. talking about the footy boys? Is that <laughs> no, no, the team. The, the, the team downstairs, like, yeah, you know, yeah. so when we work together, like, um, we'll, we'll talk about customers and we'll talk yeah. about users and we'll talk about other people that we speak to or stakeholders or whatever. And, you know, we, we spend a lot of time trying to convince people in the 10, in the 10 and be mm-hmm. like, and especially a solution like Spendable, we were like, where we ripped up the way debit cards are done, threw it, threw it on the ground, and said like, mm. "Do it our way," right? Sort of thing. So it's like, you know, no longer work like a normal debit card. So we have to re-educate people, yeah. and people yeah. are so scared of that, right? They're so scared of re-educating because you're stuck in this ten. But once you throw them in the seventy, mm. you know, thirty days down the track, it's like they look back and they go, "Holy shit! Like, why wasn't I doing this before?" And that Absolutely. you can say that's like really true about anything, uh, about a lot of things. You know, like you know, switching bank accounts, switching, um, you know. Uh, switching schools like you know um, switching jobs whatever sort of thing you can be so terrified on that first day and then you get 30 days like you you really should reserve judgment for like 30 days in you've given it like a really solid crack and you're like okay I've actually like knocked a few things off here and I'm actually a lot more confident than I can be right absolutely Mm, so yeah yeah. nice nice so I guess like um, you know I like like we were having a conversation before you said you like you know kind of participating in a range of things that involve teams yeah right so mm-hmm. you know you're you like your sports yeah you like your business such things and mm-hmm. i was wondering like in terms of finding the right team right like yeah. i feel like a lot of entrepreneurs out there they kind of go into the into the space alone mm-hmm. yeah. and then eventually expand out try to find some technical experts involved and get them part of the business as a business mm-hmm. partner right yeah, yeah so in terms of like you know building that dynamic with someone Mm-hmm. How important is finding the right business partner? And how do you think you can mm-hmm. effectively find the right business partners? Uh, it is a gut feel yeah. and a gamble. Literally, yeah. like, cuts down to that yeah. because, um, you know, you are basically saying, like, all right, we're going to be, you know, we're going to go into this. It can be go really, really well or it can go really, really shitty. Mm-hmm. And, like, either way, like, we're kind of in it. And we've got, and especially when you deal in equity, it's like, we have different kinds of shitty, right? Yeah, so like yeah, you've yeah. got, you know, like, so you can be a day one founder or a day hundred founder, you know, two different, two different like um, places on the, on the, on the sort of equity table. Right. And then, you know, day one could be a director, which means they hold all the directors. Risk. So it's just like, it's very, there's no rhyme or rhythm to it. It's just mm. like, you know, you go, well, all right, have I, have I got everything to align as well as I can? And as I said, once again, just get in that 70 and just yeah, like, yeah. as soon as you can get out of like the, the whole kind of like, you know, get out of this idea of like, oh, I'm going to plan it with these people. I'm going to have agreements. I'm going to have all of these things. Like, <laughs> like agreements yeah, they, 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 like, so you know, they, they slow you up if you do have a conflict. So you're better off just like trying to pick the right person, work with them, have trial sure, periods, sure. do whatever you got to do. Yeah. Um, I think like um, yeah. in that topic, like discussing equity and things mm. like that with business partners that you're bringing on board. Yeah. If you've already started a company and you've mm. put in quite a substantial amount of work before yeah. bringing in partners. Mm. That's a hard conversation to to have you know like if you've never had it before yeah definitely so like what was that mm. like you know when you started bringing people in talking about equity which is something yeah, that people yeah. don't really like you know it's, money's involved and it's a bit awkward you know i what think I mean? equity as well like equity to say a cto or to something like that or like mm. you're ahead of product or whatever is um they're not finance people either yeah. and like i was not a finance person either right and mm. so like 
I was like, oh yeah, like this is all good. But as you kind of like pull the pull the string of like what equity is and dilution, and you pull all these things, and you kind of go, well, if I'm going to be, if this if this is a uh, venture backed business, and you know we're trying to go for a hundred million dollar exit or something like that, the decisions you kind of make up front are very like they're very crucial, like crucial to like whether you lose yeah. ten million dollars at the back end or something like that, right? Yeah. And I think it's it's really really hard as a founder, especially a day one founder to have that conversation with the person who's like, say a day hundred or a day, like even if you're bringing in a CTO like three years down the track or something like that, it's a really hard kind of opportunity to then sort of go, well, you know, what, are, like, what is this person bringing to the business? And often a lot of the times the, the, the discussion is around, oh, I want, I want a percentage, you know, yeah. like I want, I want 10%. Yeah. And I, I, and, and it's actually really got to, you know, like it's really important to kind of go back to like what the value is. You go, well, if I give you 10% over four years, for example, right, at a business is worth like, you know, $10 million. Mm. Um, you know, let's say you've got, yeah, 10%, to 10 million bucks over four years or whatever. You're effectively like paying that person, you know, that's a, a million bucks, right? Yeah, sort of thing, yeah, yeah. you know, and over four yeah, years, yeah. right? Like, and so you're sort of going, well, you, they're, they're probably getting a wage. They're probably yeah, getting yeah. like an eat, like, you know, and that's part of their ESOP or something like that. So you kind of have to look back at like, okay, well, take the, 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 the like the, the percentage amount is like the trophy right mm. the value is the value right it's like sure. it's like and and you know a lot of times if you go in there asking for a, for an equity amount you've got to over deliver and a lot of people and that's where people get pissed off is because yeah. you don't over deliver and then that person's head like you're hemmed in by what talent you can bring on later on sort Absolutely. of thing as well so Definitely. i think it's very crucial up front and to kind of go well and and the the other thing as well which I, i've i've only kind of just and it's a hard thing to sort of come to terms with as well is that the the company is often the founder journey right mm. and the ones that come along even though they might say like yeah like i'm i'm, I'm crucial to this part and, and and they're fully crucial to that part you know they are not really you know the journey is with the people that are the, that like there's the founder sort of um that original sort of founder what they call founder growth right yeah. you know where like everyone in a business is there for a time the founder kind of goes through, right? And mm. so you kind of have to make that decision as to whether, you know, if they're part of a founding team that's going to go through from here to here. And the, and the key to that is that they're going to learn rapidly and deploy and, and also step down and move into different roles that are responsible for, like that are applicable to them. Mm. Or are they going to be a founder that's great at your stage as well sort of thing? And so, yeah. you know, it, it's just, it has so many variables. It's not a it's not a science. It's like all over the place. It's the shittest conversation to have. Absolutely. Yeah. Because, you know, like... That's why we're talking about it right now. Yeah. <laughs> Bit of advice for everyone. <laughs> it's, it's super hard. <laughs> and I think the hard thing as well is if you're the, if you're the first founder in, you know, it, like you get diluted by it like investors. Your investors often have anti-dilution. All of your staff want an ESOP, everyone, like, and everyone's kind of coming to you and, and you're feeling this, you, you have this like part, like this, this people try, tell you not to do it right, but the business is your identity. Yeah. I, like, I don't know if I get anyone who does not agree with that. Yeah. They tell you that they don't, but I'm telling you, the business is your identity, right? You've yeah. done this, like, you want this to, like, you will, it's like. part of who you are. Yeah, and, and yeah, so. You, make it, you build it into your character. Correct, yeah. Because you've got to believe it. You exactly, I mean? yeah. And the way to really believe it is, like, fortified into your personality. Yeah, like, trust me, man, if you're not speaking about it at the pub at, like, three in the morning yeah. when someone asks you what you do, like, <laughs> Like, and you're not speaking to them for an hour about it. Like, yeah. are you as passionate about it? Like, maybe not, right? Yeah, it's a good and point. So, and so... you kind of, you need that. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, people underestimate that power mm. of the passion. Yeah. You know, like, oh. if you have the passion, it's like, you can make, you know, quite substantial things work out, even though people might not think they work out. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And, like, the passion kind of gets you from here to five years. 
Absolutely. And then whatever yeah. the, like whatever happens in between is like, you know, nobody yeah. knows, right? But yeah. the passion is the one that goes, well, holy shit, we're down to our last 10. Like we're, like, we're down to our last five grand, yeah, yeah. right? I was going to say, know, it's almost we're like not, a... We're not going to pay any money. Like, we're, we're, sorry, we're, we've got no money. We've got no customers. We've got nothing this. And you yeah. just go, well... I know this is a good idea. I know it's going to kick off. I'm going to throw another $50,000 into this boys. and I'm going to do it. Yeah. And it is just, you keep loading up red, right? Yeah, yeah. And you just keep spinning the roulette table that's and it. like, that's, that's it, it sort of thing. And like, yeah. it, it becomes almost an addiction, but. Well, it's that, almost a coping mechanism. Like, you know, you got to convince yourself <laughs> that everything's good. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, everything's that's all right. It, right don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, it, 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 it often is right. Yeah, like yeah. we're so privileged here, like in Australia. Absolutely. So like it, it often works out. And so you can take those massive risks yeah, and yeah. you know, like, oh, Worst comes to worst, like you know, like all of a sudden I'm on Centrelink for a bit, got a bit mm. of depression for a bit, oh, yeah, and I'll go course, work another job or whatever. But like you're not down and out, like I got, yeah, you know, yeah. your parents are nice and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah, you're not struggling on the street for food. Or no, exactly, like that, right, so, sort of thing. Yeah. So it's never boom or bust, but you're Absolutely. like, yeah, there, there's relative boom or bust, and you're like, course, yeah, geez, we're gonna gonna give it a crack. But, yeah, I guess like yeah. speaking about risks, then like any mm. any startup, for example, has its associated risks with it, and that's yeah. something that you as a founder or someone involved in the business have to you know yep. validate and say whether or not you're willing to undergo that mm-hmm. so running a business is you know it's full of different obstacles because yep. of that you know mm-hmm. so let's talk a little bit about the obstacles that you face running your business spendable yep. i guess or even just like being a Anything founder to, yourself yeah, right yeah. so mm-hmm. we'll break it up first start with like business obstacles yeah so let's start like i remember we had a conversation when mm-hmm. we originally met you're talking yep. about your previous startup that you worked on which is support your way yeah right yeah, yeah. so you know, you would have learned a lot during that initial phase, uh, yeah, sorry, stage yeah. and experience, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what were some of the things that you learned during that initial, you know, startup? Yeah, definitely. Um, so, oh man, the biggest lesson I learned was micromanagement is yeah. the, is a shocking thing to do in any business. <laughs> in, in what if way? You, just elaborate. Oh man. So like you would just take, often all the time you go, and, and this is a founder thing as well to go, well, I'm the new person. Like I'm the I'm the I'm the big dog, right? Yeah, and yeah. so it's I'm gonna take you. I'm gonna take all the risk. I'm gonna do all this. Like <laughs> I'm I'm gonna all the policies are revolve around me. I'll have my my name on everything, mm-hmm. and I'll be the only one that holds a credit card, and I'll be you know all of these things, right? And then everyone has to keep coming to you. So if you scale yeah. out, like everyone comes to you, and you only have like enough bandwidth to answer like of course. forty emails a day, right? Absolutely. Sort of thing. And so if, if every email, and then as things get more complex and all that sort of stuff, you just hit this saturation point, and you're just like, well. And then just you have, yeah, well, you know I mean? well, you actually, you know, we, we got to three years, three and a half years in and we just had to untangle all of that. And we spent a whole year just like going nowhere mm. because we had to like build out processes. Yeah, we had to build right, everything out right. that was completely independent of me. Yeah, and yeah. so just your you entire know, business pipeline, essentially. Correct. Yeah. 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 So like, and, and it was all good because we, we, the prototype was me and we found out where the breakages were, right? Sort mm. of thing. But it sucked because I was just like, holy shit, I'm doing 60, you know, 60, 70 hour weeks yeah, in a business that's like, yeah, doing like, yeah, thing yeah. I, and we're not going anywhere, right? Mm. So so one of those like, yeah, that was, that was a big lesson. Like, you know, just to go, well, okay, um, you know, not not everything has to be quality controlled by me. Not everything yeah, has yeah. to be kind of like done by that. And to, to get like smart enough people that they go, well, you go, there's two things about it. Give them the chance to make their own mistakes mm. and just go, well, it can't be as bad. Like, as long as it's not like a 50 grand or a fatal mistake or something like that sort of thing. Yeah. It yeah. can't be that bad sort of, of stuff. Of course. I mean, like failure yeah. is a part of the development. Right? Exactly. So, yeah. Especially yeah. for your staff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like to have mm. the trust in your staff members to make a, you know, I guess an incorrect decision, mm. you know, it, it'll help them develop as individuals, make yeah. them better employees. Yeah, exactly right. So Especially if you yeah. deal with it the right way. 
Oh. Like if you micromanage and you're just like, you know, yeah, super yeah. intense with your staff, they're probably not going to stick around and then you're wasting time on improving Ex- someone that's not even going to be around. Exactly too, right. So. But you're actually not improving them that much yeah. either, right? Yeah. Like it's, 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 and, and you know, like I'm not like, you're not the one that's improving the staff member. It's, mm. it's really the environment and, and how they attack the environment sort yeah. of thing, right? So yeah, like, you know, yeah, yeah. I suppose like getting smart about that and going, well, okay, there's processes that are here. You know, if I do it and it's going to take me 20 minutes and that person is going to take that person two hours, mm. they just got to learn that, you know, they, we just, you just have to allocate your time and, and realize that the time scales, uh, like the time scales with their experience. Mm. Um, and that's, you know, that's a really, really good thing. And, and, and I, as I said, I wish I had that clarity when I was 22 and I was like setting up all these processes and, you know, yeah. getting us registered for the NDIS and doing all that yeah, stuff because it was just like, you know, it would have been like really, really cool because yeah. I would be like, Oh yeah, I've got like you know this manager's sick, and so we just you know we, we can you know put them out, but like everything had to kind of come through me, mm. and then kind of come through the managers, and it's just like yeah, it wasn't yeah. a yeah, it was not a there was a risky thing like because if I died or had like had oh, yeah, got yeah, sick or something like yeah, that yeah. like business falls business, over. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. fair enough, fair enough. Mm. I guess um there's another like concept talking about this like um that you probably would have experienced yourself, and mm-hmm. it's too much time planning. You should have been. When you should have been working more. Oh man! Did you ever yeah, experience yeah. something like that? Yeah, definitely. Right. I feel like Absolutely. that's just yeah, like yeah. something that's this just is, uh, yeah, universally experienced by any startup founder. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> like this is one of those ones that you just have to burn your fingers on, yeah. and then you'll learn the lesson. But Absolutely. yeah, oh man, I, I can't tell you. Like I've written like five business plans, I reckon, sort of thing, <laughs> and like across like two businesses, I don't think anybody has read one of them like any more than maybe like a glance. And yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I would spend fucking 20 hours on these <laughs> things, right? And I did not execute any of those things. Yeah, and course, it was totally yeah. successful between A and B, right? Mm. But yeah, so like that was, I don't know, like that that for me is just like, you know, we, we now have a rule. It's like anything that's a planning document is just like no more than 20 minutes. It's just like, yeah. if this is not contribute, like, in and out yeah and just like straight to the practical implementation correct right? yeah, yeah yeah you know give it a go get in people's hands like yeah, yeah, see what yeah. happens there so things but like Absolutely. yeah i've seen people like set up digital like uh you I know yeah, digital I've... channels and all this sort of stuff and yeah. oh, we've got to optimize our onboarding and all this sort of shit and you're like no nah, yeah, it's like yeah. get in people's hands and like see what you know just, just trial it yeah just trial it and the... if it doesn't work like go through an iterative process correct make improvements yeah. slowly it's like anything yeah. it's like developing you know probably you would have experienced it developing mm. the app itself oh man you yeah know, like definitely you just absolutely. you can't just say oh i want i want it to be perfect the first time mm. and then you create the you know the initial plan and expect for things to just work out yeah it's never yeah. how it works no, you know no definitely I mean? not pretty man. much in anything in life yeah. like in the, nothing ever goes directly as planned oh exactly right so i think the, the big thing is there's so many assumptions and hypothesis in in everything mm. that um that you just like and they're just the variables right and yeah. so you never get the variables right and that's the that's the key thing like the variables are never right you need to get the data and then get yeah. the data to then form your decisions yeah absolutely yeah absolutely so i guess um like we had a we had an initial briefing about mm. how how you actually went about you know developing your app yeah. for mm-hmm. your, your original company support yeah, in a yeah. way, right? So it's a bit of a funny story and I think like, yeah, a lot yeah. of people will appreciate it because mm. there's a big lesson to learn. Oh man, is there a lesson? There's <laughs> a big lesson to learn. Yeah, so um, oh, to, yeah, it, was, um, it wasn't it was a scarring experience. I think it was like, it, there was two things to it. Like, you know, it was... Character it was, development. Yeah, it was, it, <laughs> it was the, you know, you, you get to learn the lessons, right? Sort of thing and that, that's a massive thing, right? Yeah. But um yeah, we, we initially were building this marketplace for support your way, connect support workers to people with disability. There's already three of them in the market and I shouldn't have done it anyway sort of thing. But there's like, you know, there's higher up, there's Mabel, there's whatever, yeah, right? Yeah. Sort of thing. And there's about 10 others that were trying to do the same yeah. thing at the same time. 
Um, so we build this thing. We're like, oh, at worst, it's going to be our CRM tool and all that sort of stuff. 250,000 bucks later, it's like, it's <laughs> not working. You know, we built it a design studio. We're like, fuck, you know, like, what am I looking at here? Why is nothing working? Yeah. There's typos all over it. I was like, I was expecting so much more. And I was like, surely we can do better. And I just, mm. you know, I, I desperately just wanted to like get myself in there. You know, like, Absolutely. I was just like, just give me the code. Give me the, like, give me however I can change this. Yeah. I just want to change it. Yeah. Um, and we just, you know, I think that was the big thing is that, we, you know, I learned that like, unless you're hands on with the quality and all that sort of stuff, you're like, mm. you get left behind sort of absolutely, thing. Yeah. And, and, and you, you just leave too much. Like there's just too many assumptions between what's in your head and what the, like what the developer is going to have. And yeah, so, yeah, you know, yeah, if you yeah. leave those variables out, you're like far out. So, mm. you know. I love how nonchalant you were about like the... Right, just it's a lot of money, man. Just $200,000 we burnt yeah. um, this, that and the other. Anyway, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, I guess talking on that because mm. you know it's okay to make mistakes even if it is a financial mistake you know yeah. you would have recovered the the, the money somehow mm. in a different way in the future anyway but yeah. um in that iterative process that you were going through what do you think some of the fundamental flaws were in the development do you think it was the fact that the development team you're working with they didn't they didn't have you involved enough mm. in the project yeah yeah because right? yeah, yeah, you yourself yeah. are not a technical expert in development no right? no definitely not sort of thing so like i was coming from like you know i'd done the the cs50 from um mm. like the computer science one yeah, from yeah, harvard right, the free right. online one yeah. and all that sort of shit and i'd done a bit of like sql yeah, like, like, i'm sorry, I'd done a bit basically of, a fully fledged pro yeah i was like oh man I, you know i know what one and zero does right sort of thing so <laughs> i was like you know but like extrapolating that into like complex code was like yeah it was, it was not my thing right yeah, so yeah. i'm like a point and do right but um you know classic product manager sort of thing but um yeah i think that it was like you know we had like three meetings they're like yeah let us go off and do this thing Mm. they came back with like a figma prototype like sort of like you know set of frames or whatever sort of thing and we were like yeah they kind of look all right they you know had like 20 like 20 frames or something like that and then um yeah after the 20 i was like okay and then we just didn't hear from them for like two two or three months that's so and then we just kind of have like you gave them the cash and they were like yeah it was all in installments right so it was like it's like oh yeah so we kick you know we we get to this point you know great b2b sales technique right like they were like just get to the next step just get to the next step you know you just just went along the pipeline yeah pretty much and you know like in retrospect now i'm like fuck man like i got done there yeah yeah so um but yeah, so you know, like kind of, kind of went along. It was yeah, pretty embarrassing to get to the end and just be like, "Fuck, man!" Like, not you know, even just, happy with the product. Yeah, you know, like and and like at the time, I was I was burning about. It. I was like, I was like, "Far out! I'm gonna sue these guys!" Like, this yeah, is yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, mean, not, I can imagine, like, yeah, like all that sort of stuff. We're all attached to money in some way or another. Yeah, but like we worked so hard for it. It was actually the pride. It was, it was like it was like how yeah. how the fuck did I get, I get something that does in? not get that does not work? I'm like, this is so <laughs> shitty. I was like, yeah, yeah. and because then because it wasn't working. Like, like, oh yeah, like, oh, okay, we'll do this. It's a change request, and sure. we're like, fuck, two, th- like every time, it's like eighteen hundred bucks to change. Something. Oh, so they were charging you like, yeah, that. yeah. So we're getting wow. hit. We're so every getting... iteration, it was more cash, more cash, more. Correct, cash. yeah. So, so we, they so got just... you into their system. Yeah, they so got we... you in the door. They'll probably be like, oh, don't worry, economical price on the way in. Yeah, yeah. and then once you're in there, they're like, oh, there's premium. You yeah, know what I mean? exactly like... right. And then you know, and then like they were, they sort of went like, and then I think the final straw for us was that they handed it over. And we were like, this does not work. And they were like, yeah, yeah, okay, no worries. And then... Here's the, 5,000 extra dollars to just fix that glitch. Yeah, well, no, no. The, the actual kicker was like, they, they fucked up on their B2B with us. And they sure. were like, they were like, oh, like we must have gone into some automation or whatever. And they were like, book it. Like we've, we've booked a session with you. And so it was a session with like their after sales. And their oh. after sales was like, oh yeah, here's your insurance. Like, yeah, we can give you like... 
we do your hosting and we do your insurance yeah, for you. Yeah. So like this, this insures you for like 40 hours a dev a month if you need to like if for bug fixes and patches sure. and stuff. And I was like looking After at the fact. Yeah, and I was like looking at it, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, that price is really, really high. Yeah. Like number one, it was like five grand or something. And I was like, and I was like, I know you guys are developing in like overseas somewhere or like doing whatever sort of thing. Yeah, I know yeah. that it's just like a frontier in Australia. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, I was just like, I was like, that is a final straw. I do not want anything to do with this anymore. Sure. Give me the code, give me the like the yeah, databases or give me whatever sort of thing. And then just give me the AWS instance. And yeah, you yeah. Know. And at that point we'd started spendable and I was just like more passionate about that. Absolutely. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, this is a plug puller at the moment. Yeah. So I think it's a lesson learned. Yeah. you know like during any development mm. for, with, with any development company whether it's yeah. local or overseas or a hybrid of both it's mm. like you need to be involved on a you know almost weekly basis with the development yeah. you know what i mean and like you said we have previously had a conversation about it if you mm. can if you can educate the client themselves on how yeah. to manage the development team coming from a non-technical background mm-hmm. that in itself is invaluable yeah you know I mean? exactly right and i think that the big thing for a founder like if a founder was coming in and doing that and just being like okay i want to build an app i have no idea where to start mm. like i would re- like i don't recommend going and learning it yourself because it's going to take yeah, too long it takes like, a long time yeah. you need to get to market, to market is asap right yeah. yeah so get to market acquire customers that number one like number one rule right <laughs> No code, low code. If you can do it, like yeah, you know, yeah. if you can learn, some things it's hard to you know, go low code. Exactly so you get right. The developers, yeah. but yeah, in that process, yeah, like oh, and like be but, involved. But also, no code, low code can be. Um, you can have attrition to your own ideas, mm. so you can be like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this, and then you you make a big chunk of progress, and then yeah. like you're like a week later, you just like you're not finding time to do those things. Absolutely. And so that's where sometimes like going to someone else and being like, yeah, no worries, like this is it. Mm. So you can actually spend your, like if it's going to like, I, I build no code things like just for a laugh now. So yeah, yeah, like just yeah. for just for like well, you got a bit of do, the right? skills with it. Right? Oh so yeah, it's definitely. It's still got a little like, bit of nuance, but it's nowhere near as technical. As yeah, the, the but but stuff, like so. what what's the best use of my time as well is like, well, okay, um, you know, if I do like a, a, a daily stand up with the with the te- like with the dev team or mm. something like that with our tech team, um, fifteen minutes a day is mm. so much better like better spent of my time than spending eight hours of coding Absolutely. one day a week sort of thing. And Absolutely. so you you get to kind of I suppose split your resources, especially as a founder, because yeah. customer acquisition is key, oh, like your marketing and brand is key. Yeah, like so important. You know, like, the the tech is the tech is good and the tech's yeah. important, but you know how are you gonna get clients man, they're the ones yeah. who are giving you the money right so yeah yeah exactly so if you can't so. get clients in the door but you've got to kill a product it's like yeah. well you need to balance your you know exactly yeah you so need to balance a bit so. yeah so if you're a founder if you can do both i would just dive in dive yeah. into tech as much as you can get his hands on with it absolutely i think it's not uncommon to have daily stand-ups with um, yeah, yeah, with the course, tech team and, and especially if you work with a company like if you if you outsource and if it's yeah, yeah, yeah. with like yeah with um, with yeah, you guys sort of thing yeah. as well. Rofi Labs. Rofi Labs, I was going Labs. But yeah, yeah no, I was looking at the, yeah, the yeah. thing. But um, yeah. That's yeah. the thing is like, we kind of have that that mm. Australian presence where we have those communicators. Yeah. We have those people mediating the projects yeah. throughout the entire process so that the client understands what they're, what they're getting into every iteration. Yeah, but I think, I think like encouraging the founders to be like, well, if, you're gonna, if you want to be a billion dollar company or like a hundred million dollar company or whatever sort of thing, yeah. You're not going to get there if you're not like, you're like be fascinated by your product, yeah, right? Sort of absolutely. thing. And so you should be like once a day, get an update. Like at, at worst, let them ask you questions mm. because if they're not asking you questions, you're, there's too much scope for like what the variables are going to be. Definitely. Whereas if you can be like, hey, and once you like learn how to like, if you know what a database, like if you know what an Excel spreadsheet looks like, you can pretty much guide anyone. Like get a get yeah. a like a, a subscription for Lucid Chart and an yeah, yeah, yeah. Excel spreadsheet and say, this is how I want the tables to be set up, and this is how I want the um, 
you know, this is what I expect each action to do. You click this button, that does this, that does yeah, this. Yeah. And they'll code it in and it's all, all pretty good to think. But Absolutely. Yeah, so, so founders just have to like, they've got to be looking for like a conduit to go, well, okay, like, yeah, how do I, how do I get more involved with this product as Definitely. well? Yeah, yeah. Um, because yeah, like design studios, my, my experience and, and that's personal, some people might have great idea, great mm. things, but yeah. Um, yeah, unless like, actually I'll give you the caveat to this though. Yeah. I think it was, um, uh, what's that? There's a, some, the, there's a, uh, oh, what is she like a PT, but she does like, uh, um, Kayla, it's, it's Nisus or whatever. So, okay. thing, right. She, I think she, cause she had such a big brand, yeah. right. She didn't need to be on the product. Right. So she was like big brand. You can mm. do it. Like you can just get a product and you've already done all the customer acquisition. Right. Yeah, yeah. So the product means shit all people are going to use it anyway. Yeah, sort yeah. of thing. Right. Yeah. So you're like, yep, okay, just do that. And I can do the MVP and then you can just like get a tech team in and do all that sort of stuff, right? That's the Definitely. only caveat. If you've got a big brand, yeah, get a design yeah. studio, man. Absolutely. If you're, Absolutely. A, if you're a, like, you've got an idea that is so far out of the box that you're mm. just trying to like prove to people that it works, you've got to be fascinated by that product. Definitely. You've got to be like, yeah, right into that development. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. good, that's good. I guess like there's another, like just briefly before mm. we move on to another topic, but there, there is another lesson which is, you know, do you wish that you would have spent less money validating the idea before you... you oh, definitely, yeah. Shit, you know? So, yeah. like, validating before, you know, creating the fully-fledged product. You could have oh. probably got away with way less yeah, yeah. and tested the product. Exactly yeah. right. I think that for us, like, uh, there was kind of too much scope to go, well, okay, MVP is actually all of these things. Mm. And whereas we really should have been, like, you know, and and... That was kind of like you're on the other end, like the other end of a sales thing, and the other the salesperson's like, "Oh, why don't you do this? And why don't mm. you do that? And why, you know, if you just if they, we'd just been like, this is the critical function of what we're trying to do, and we'll do the rest on Excel spreadsheets, or yeah, we'll do yeah. the rest with like, you know, printed out PDFs or whatever sort of yeah. thing. Like, that's fine. Um, and I wish we'd kind of like done that and validated it and gone, well, okay, we're really good at what's mm. our core problem here is like connecting people with disability to you know support workers right exactly just focus on that yeah don't worry about all the other auxiliary processes that we were trying to achieve as well and so yeah, yeah. yeah like i think so that, prioritize essentially uh, yeah. start at the problem and work outwards yeah, 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 yeah. everything else yeah. can be like you know you don't need a flashy onboarding you don't need any of this sort mm. of stuff like you know your that's onboarding true. can be a google form like that's yeah, all it has yeah. to be right sort of thing yeah, so definitely definitely you know so yeah definitely yeah if you can validate <laughs> validate earlier and shorter yeah, because you're going to spend so much time validating, right? Like Definitely. everything you do is What's going to be the, It's like almost a third of the entire business at the start. Oh, yeah, pretty much, right? If not so, more. Yeah, yeah. So, that's, mm. yeah, that's interesting. All right, so I guess, um, you know, we've, speak, we've spoken a little bit about business obstacles mm. that, you know, you would have faced through your previous experiences and yep. such things and how, you, you know, how they've helped you move on to spendable and such things, but mm-hmm. personal obstacles, right? So you yourself are a founder, yep. right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, at some point you would have also you know been working or you know starting family doing mm. sports other commitments right yeah. so how do you balance your life man <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot yeah, of years of tough. not balancing it yeah and, and, and do you think it's necessary um definitely yeah i think there's there's definitely there's there's two ways of doing it right there's like there was me in the last two years of just going i can fit everything in you know like so i play cricket i've play footy i water ski i yeah, you, you were on a couple of um committees as well yeah like yeah like, you know, so yeah on like committees and things like that sort of stuff and you know and and you know that's on top of big weeks at work and you know and then family time like i'm married and all that sort of yeah, stuff yeah, and you, you yeah. kind of like you know you're going through all of these things and you're like and you either go i can do this at a sprint and i can 
you know, I'm, I'm just going to do this for two or three years and that's yeah, fine. Yeah. And, and, and I think I've gone... that eventually it will end. Yeah, correct, right, sort of thing. <laughs> so, like, you know, eventually you go, well, I've scaled my time out well that, yeah, so yeah. that, yeah, like, it will end. Um, but the the thing to that is that your work shifts. So, so your, your work actually, like, decreases. So mm. you'll hear, like, Jeff Bezos be like, oh, I get up at I, I get up at eight and, like, you know, I have lunch, I have breakfast with my kids and, you know, He's at that time, right? But yeah, I have no yeah, doubt yeah. that there was like times where oh, he, was he would like have been on the grind, smashed sort of thing. Yeah. Absolutely, he probably and didn't see his family for you know weeks and weeks at a time. Exactly, yeah. It's so, like Elon Musk, like yeah, yeah. man's traveling around jets like mm. on a regular basis. Yeah, and he yeah. might be the, the the exception of the rule. I, I think like you know like not knowing him personally or anything <laughs> yeah, like that yeah, sort of stuff. He like it may or may not be true, right? But like having sort of like been in that life as well. Two years is max, man. Like mm. you cannot sprint at a level. Yeah, yeah. But admittedly, he he. I don't know what his actual curricular is either, sort mm. of thing. But yeah, like it's um yeah, it's definitely it's it's hard to balance. That's for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, you yeah. do you do certainly go through phases. I think like I'm lucky enough to have seen a, a sort of six years sort of business cycle, and you know starting one and then getting through and then kind of coming to that that mm. sort of nice sort of scaled spot yeah, and yeah, going yeah. well yeah, we're, we're kind of there and, you know, we've yeah. got the process and we've got people and you're not actually dealing with the people on the front line. And mm. so what you do is a little bit less time sensitive and all that sort of stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, which is quite nice. But, yeah, now we're back in it where it's like what you do is it's on the front line, you know, like exactly. if you're not. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so, yeah, but you just got to make the decision. You know, are you going to push through it or are you going to be like everything else has to stop as well? Yeah, yeah. So There's definitely, yeah, transitory sacrifices that are necessary, mm. but they should support, like, you know, you, you should overcome them eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that, I don't know, just for me and for, for other people, I think as well, is you, you get this, this this idea, like, just keeps clicking in your head so that you're like, how, like, it's, like it's it would be miserable for me not to do this yes, so you're like obsession. yeah so you're, you're sort like of, low-key obsessed yeah yeah oh, not even low-key <laughs> you're just like up, my yeah. wife got so sick of, like we were in lockdown she's, she's I'm like I'm, look race i'm concerned yeah yeah she's, she's like you've got to stop speaking out spendable and this it was just an idea right and i was like yeah. she's like i'm like oh we could do this and we do this and oh, visa cards we could do that and did you know that it does it she's like i don't care but I'll listen, okay? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. But she's it's, like, it's like you're outing. You're yeah, like, I need yeah. To get this off my chest. That's it. It was like a one hour of exercise in um, in yeah, lockdown, right? Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, um, interesting. I guess like speaking yeah. on this topic, one of my favorite books that I've ever read mm. was called Deep Work by Kale Newport. Yeah. Right? So that's a book that kind of explores this idea, or one of the ideas mm. that are explored in the book is called attention residue. It's basically when mm. a previous unfinished task impedes on your performance on the next task. Yeah. yeah. I feel like this is something that people like yourself who are in those sprints, those ephemeral sprints experience. Uh, yeah. It's so, a- you know, you've got so many different things on the list yeah. to do during the day that mm-hmm. do you ever feel yourself, you know, it's like a daily burnout almost where, you, yeah. like you said, you only, have, you only have so much bandwidth that mm-hmm. you can actually, you know, like dedicate to a certain activity. Yeah. You know? yeah. So you do one task and then you need to go and do another task, mm-hmm. but you didn't quite get to where you needed to be on the first task. It kind of is lingering in your mind during yeah, the second yeah. task. You yeah. Know what I mean? This is something you experienced. Oh, definitely. Like, so I think it's, um, there's, you, you refine it though, like further on down the track, you start to decide like what's, what's crucial and what's actually not crucial. And you, you generally, a lot of problems solve themselves. Right. So, um, you know, it, you know, technical problems don't solve themselves. Like, but they're like, most people problems solve themselves like you know you give someone a bad customer experience or something like that you might be like oh shit you know like i need to do everything i can do on a sunday and then you're like they're already pissed off you know like this all this stuff's happened like let's put a proper response together and and kind of go from there and so yeah yeah, like same thing like you know you kind of then translate that into like even today like i was looking at today and i was like 
there's all of these things that I want to do, man. I ran half an hour over having breakfast with, like with a, a guy I used to work with at Support yeah, Your Way, yeah, yeah. and I like did a few of these things, and then like you know, and then I'm like, oh geez, like I get in the office and I'm you know talking to staff a little yeah, bit more, like to, talking yeah, to the behind, team more, yeah, and yeah, behind, yeah, behind the ball today. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And then sometimes. you know, you you work and, and like um, Zoom meetings are the hardest things right now, sort of thing, because you will be like working on something and then you're like, oh shit, now I've got to like schedule a yeah, meeting, yeah. right? <laughs> and then you get into the meeting, you've got eight or like. You know, you have like eight or nine discussion points. You're like, mm. okay, I've got two or three action items out of this, and then you're yeah, like, yeah. like, do I do the action items or do I do the things that I'm like that I was working on before? Yeah, and so, yeah. but then if you don't do them, you're like, you're like oh, yeah, then yeah. I got to make time for them elsewhere. And it's exactly, like, yeah. Maybe so, I should just get them out of the way. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, so there's 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 kind of two types of tasks for me. It's like you know the the stuff the here and nows or the just in times, right? Yeah. So yeah. the the here and now is like an email comes in, shoot back a reply ASAP. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. yeah. Email's been sitting in yeah, it's been sitting in your thing for for like three days and you're like you need to send them a reply mm. just shoot a reply say hey i'll have a reply by back like back by maybe monday or something like that yeah, sort yeah, of thing sure, right sure. so like getting to that so that it does you're right like it knocks it off your yeah, off your yeah. sort of like yeah. your bandwidth and such yeah, yeah. but um and then you kind of have these like longer tasks you're like so you know um like i'm sort of head of product right for mm. for spendable and so you know for a week and a half i was redesigning the, U, the ui right yeah, yeah. and so um sort of doing that I was like you know I was, I was like working and then like you but you would like slot it in between all these things yeah. but you actually flip your mindset you go well the priority is this thing and everything else is encroaching on that yeah, so yeah, sure. and then you actually kind of then if you flip your mindset on that you're in a meeting and you don't take action items on yeah, you yeah. go alright if this has got to get done you've got to do it and then you've got to do it and, and so you delegate a bit yeah yeah exactly use the resources right. that you have available correct and yeah, yeah. What you need to focus so yeah, yeah. So, but I think it's too there's a two speed mindset to it and, yeah. and it's deciding like what speed you're in at that time yeah yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Uh, it's interesting, interesting stuff. Mm. All right, so we'll, we'll, we won't wrap up yet, but just move on to the final section, which is more about your company and just mm. like the future of the company, yeah. right? And also just a little bit more about, you know, maybe a little bit about, you know, funding, right? Because yeah. <laughs> it's always something people are interested in talking yeah. about because, you know, being a startup, if you want to mm. grow fast, you need the money, right? Yeah, yeah. So I have a question for you, which is, Given your previous experience with your company where mm. you, you know, you're telling us that you burnt 200K developing an app that didn't yeah. have the most utility that you expected. Yeah. How did you come out of that, go into a new business and get to the point where you were raising capital? Yeah. Like, how did you actually raise capital for the second business? Um, so, yeah. So, two things out of that. Number one, that was like a, a strong learning experience, right? Absolutely. I was like, yeah, yeah, cool. Yep, so, yep. it's not... I'd say I probably lost 120, 130. And like, mm. keep in mind as well, it was 250 on cash, yeah, on, yeah, yeah, yeah. on paper, yeah. but... Yeah, um, yeah. But R&D grants and all that sort of stuff, you know, it was like 140, 150 sure, sort of sure. thing. But yeah, yeah. Um, we had a super strong balance sheet. We um, we had no debt. We had nothing okay. at Support UA. Yeah. And so it was like part of doing this app was that it was actually in conjunction with sort of doing two or three digital projects. Yeah. Um, we, were, we were just quite lucky. We just got a recommendation for this. Like, over, like I was talking to someone about like a crappy, um, how crappy the experience was was with this, um, this dev company. And mm. He, he explained to me how it worked and he was like, yeah, like, you know, this is this is what happens. Like, you know, you got all these people, like these people, they set up a, a nice office. It's got, you know, it's in a co-working space and they do this and do that. And then they just have a tech team over in India or, you know, sure, Bangladesh sure. and all that sort of stuff, which is which is totally fine. But I wish that they'd done it differently with me. Mm. That's the only thing. Um, yeah. And because like it was it was super, it was, it was nice to have like a bit of a managed service on that. So what um, would be the ideal setup? In your mind? Well, I just think the ideal is like they're coaching me to take it over as opposed mm-hmm. to then seeing it as like, you know, because that that's the, like, I don't care about paying, paying a clip on like ongoing, like if someone in, in, um, like 
if somebody like oh, not uh, if they introduce me to a relationship yeah and i'm like oh i've got to pay 10 percent or 20 percent or 30 percent on that relationship mm. for x amount of time yeah. if the outcome is worth 150 percent why do I give a shit about that? That's it's that true. is business. That it's is true. like that is all of that sort of thing. Yeah, so, so you know, like I think for me, it was like, well, you know, we were we were sort of we were like working with them, but the like the value was that like we were we weren't going to get like ten percent. Like we were going to get like ten percent of value, and they were just like the, any of the value out of the app was like getting sucked up by them. So sort of yeah, sure, I was like, sure. you know, every time I put stuff in, like if we need to put like a Stripe integration or something like that, mm. it was just like fuck, it was so much, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So for me, it was like the the like how i would have a studio personally is, is it would be like you know they coach you they yeah. you go you go in there you say i've got absolutely no fucking clue um <laughs> just honesty do you honesty. guys yeah do, do you guys yeah. have any be- like any better ideas for me mm. you just go you get in the 20 and you go hey this is our experience with the because you might have worked across like 10 or 15 20 30 projects sure. this is our experience with these projects not mm. telling me like this is how you should do it because that is in the 10 and then you say all right here's this and then get in the 70 as, as quick as possible and yeah, encourage yeah. the founder to get in that, whatever capacity that is. But like, mm. te- you know, teach them to use Figma, teach them to use like, you know, XD, you yeah. know, wireframe things up. That's that's where like, if you're, especially in app development, that's where the like the the, the ideas start is like yeah. someone sketches something and they go, mm. yeah, sweet. Well, encourage them to sketch, encourage them yeah, to do Yeah, it's like, stuff, it's, right? it's the investment in the training. Mm. You know Correct, what I mean? yeah. So yeah. like, it's, it, yeah. Mm. anything you do is like it's more than just the you know actually doing the doing something like yeah. oh, we got to develop an app it's more than just getting mm. someone else to do it you know yeah it's like if i could learn the skill to then teach mm. you know what i mean then that's that's sustainable you're well, actually getting more than what you pay for almost, yeah you know yeah. what i mean yeah exactly right and then you, you know like tech like talent is like tech talent is really hard in australia yeah. right yeah. sort of thing and you know outsourcing overseas is not like it is a super viable way of doing things. Absolutely. If you got to start up, like yeah. we, if we had internal tech, well, at most the moment, people do it. Yeah, yeah like, there's that vulnerability. It's like I can't afford a junior software developer in Australia. Correct. And, and you know, yeah, yeah, and and do they like? And and I think the hard thing as well is like you know, yeah, they like they they have this like really really good wage and they they go like that, yeah. but like they haven't been in the in the practical very long, right? And so mm. you know, you can have the best master's degree and all this sort of Absolutely, stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Like unless they're coming to me saying like, "Oh, I've 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 built these ten things and these ten things are really really fucking yeah, cool," yeah, yeah. and yeah. I've fucked up these fifteen. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like okay, you know, now you've got a resume. Yeah, that's it, sort of thing. But it's like, not just, but, it's not yeah. just the, you know, everybody got a university degree. Yeah, days, like you know? I don't care where someone like yeah, you know yeah. gets a university degree from. Like I care if like someone has you know they've learned off like you know what is it like Chi Academy or something like yeah, that yeah, sort of yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. And like they've done that, and then they're like, yeah. I built seven of my own websites. They grind their way through. It yeah, like it, yeah. that's it, sort of thing. And they're like, oh, I've, I don't get, I don't generate the ideas, but I, you know. I can work on it, right, mm. sort of thing, and so that that's you know that's often part of it as well. So, Definitely, yeah. so yeah, so and there you just you get diversified skills, right? Course, like you get like overseas, you can get like, you know, full stack. You can yeah, get I mean, like, there's, a, know, there's a there's a whole Android, pool of technical you know, talent. Yeah, exactly. So, so and it's all there. It's all mm. there for grabs. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. All right. So I guess I'll ask you another question, mm. which is, um, you know, what's the future for Spendable? Yeah, yeah, it's a very broad so. question, you know. But like, is there anything that you're working on right now? Yeah, so we we do. Yeah, we we actually R and D a fair bit now, sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. So um, that's good. Yeah, so we do uh, like a couple of things, and you know, this isn't speaking too far out, but we're sort of um, we're trying to get our tech into banks now. So mm. what what we do is off the back of a Visa prepaid card. Um, yeah. We'd love to like so a lot of our payment functionality. We'd love to just overlay that onto like a, a general, um, just like a. Every, like an everyday debit card. So yeah. it just sits on your account. So if you've got a disability, you can switch these features on. 
it works. Hmm. Um, on the flip side of that, you know, like on the flip side of that, we're actually doing a bit of um, blockchain stuff as well. Oh, so nice. yeah, yeah. yeah, a lot yeah, of like bank to bank transfers and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so we're, yeah. yeah, doing a lot of really kind of cool POCs around that sort of thing. And, you know, That's looking good. at, not so much cryptocurrency, but yeah, using a blockchain. To, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, you know, cryptocurrency is its own thing, right? Blockchain yeah. is a tech that backs it. Has yeah, different utilities yeah. more than just the currency, right? So yeah, security the, and things like that. You that's know, the that's the main all, thing, right? Yeah. It's like you know, you don't have to you don't have to actually put any money. Like you, like the money can sit in my bank account, but if I can get the record up there, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, a bank that is completely independent of my bank hmm. could say, yeah, I can see that. I'll make the money available in someone else's account. Definitely pay for it. It comes off my account. Or yeah, like. Yeah. If people were, were on that sort of stuff so yeah so we're looking at like a lot of like you know we've actually got a patent on something like that sort of thing oh, nice. so yeah, yeah. so yeah That's so we're, that sounds exciting yeah it is yeah. It, it is sort of thing but patterns are worthless sometimes yeah, as well, well, they can right? be, yeah of course so, but, yeah. yeah but um but yeah you know stuff like that like bank to bank transfers and you know making yeah, yeah. money available on people's cards and things like that is um yeah definitely stuff but yeah we're we're on a journey we're just trying to like you know, hopefully in five years we've got our like our tech being used by ten million people in the world oh, with disability, so right? Hope so, so too, yeah. that's our it's massive definitely, thing. Definitely, um, good intentions mm. behind the business. You know, like yeah. actually helping out a good demographic of individuals. So mm. yeah, it's really nice. All right, so but I guess before we wrap up the podcast, like I always ask my guests this, and it's just something that would canonically ask. But like, what's a piece, a last piece of advice that you'd like to give to the student entrepreneurs watching this episode? of the student founder podcast um last piece i reckon i've thrown a few in there um, you definitely have but. yeah <laughs> um last piece is just yeah like you need to get practical you just get have practical. to just get into it like you know work on it you can't show people an idea without having that like having Absolutely. the thing there so like, nobody gets it and yeah. don't spend time on fucking business plans and pitch decks <laughs> they mean nothing okay don't spend any time build a product get there that in go, people's yeah, hands yeah. so less less time planning more time working correct yeah exactly there right so, so yeah no, that's great probably. all right so we'll wrap up this episode thank you so yeah. much for joining us today reese um you know love your work with spendable Mm-hmm. It was a great conversation, you know, very insightful, you know, experience with your whole startup journey. So yep. we at Rofi Labs and, you know, the Student Founder Podcast really appreciate it. And I'm sure all the fans mm-hmm. also watching appreciate you coming on and sharing your experiences. Awesome. So Thanks for your time, Oliver. Appreciate it. No worries. It. All right. Guys. So, Cheers. Yeah. That, that was um, this, this episode of the Student Founder Podcast. Make sure to like and subscribe and follow us on all our socials. We'll also plug Reese's like application and also all his, um, yeah, all his social media content as well. So... If you liked this episode, make sure to give it a thumbs up and yeah, leave some comments and give us some feedback. Otherwise, thank you so much for watching and I'll see you in the next video. Take care.